0: The Sports, the sports
1: dance. dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sports Dance. I'm your host, Greg, and with me, you don't need to count votes to see if he won or not, because we all know he's already won our hearts and all the electoral votes in the Sports Dance Nation. It's Paul, everybody. Paul, how are you doing?
0: I am great, and I am going to be everybody's co-host, not just somebody's co-host. Just saying. I
1: don't care if you're a beauty podcast, if you're a fishing podcast, I'm going to be your co-host for all of it.
0: I love all podcasts.
1: That's very nice of you to say.
0: I will be the king of communicating to podcasts.
1: I'm just gonna find you guest spotting on other shows, being like, didn't even know you knew how to get that guy. Didn't even know you knew how to quilt. I do. I wore a quilt once. I did. Chilling on the porch. I know all about how to do it and crocheting. I am. I'm a master, actually. Next week, I'm going to be on a show called How to Make That Flan. You know
0: flan. You know, you know how I am about food, and yes. there's not a lot of food I don't like. You know, I don't like it to touch, but flan, I might turn it down. It's the consistency. You know what,
1: Paul, that's actually a perfect segue into one of our first topics of the day, which is the Masters. Oh, beautiful. It is. It's going to be weird with nobody there. But flan was one of the things Tiger Woods had served at his champion's dinner last night. So I'm going to give you the menu for Tiger's dinner. It's his fifth one that he's had at Augusta National for being a champion. And I just want i just want your initial reaction to everything he had his guest eat. Okay. So we start with the Augusta roll, you know, a little play on words, the ball rolls. Yeah. So that was a tempura shrimp with spicy tuna, avocado, eel sauce, tempura flakes, pickled ginger, wasabi, and soy sauce.
0: Okay. You're serving that to a group of people, and unless you know them personally... A lot of it went in the trash.
1: Hey, you know what? Tough. These people need to expand their palates. They do. Would would I eat it? Probably not. I'd be one of the ones that have it in the trash. But if Tiger was staring at me, I might eat it. Tiger, I have a shellfish allergy. Eat it. I chose it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to whoop you with my glove. Oh, no, I reserved that That for his (laughs) wife. So, listen, funny thing to serve, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, no, it gets more interesting. I don't mind that. a veggie roll, but a real raw fish? Oh, yeah, I, but see, what I find interesting is that after that, he went from the sushi tempura shrimp roll to his main dish was a prime steak and chicken fajitas. So it was grilled vegetables, refried beans, Mexican rice, pico de gallo, sour cream, guac, and flour tortillas was his main course after serving shrimp tempura rolls with spicy tuna.
0: And was that on the plate with a steak? What kind of steak?
1: It's No, I think it was, I think the cut of steak, it was prime steak and in, chicken fajitas. In, I think you got the, steak fajitas and chicken fajitas. It was just prime okay, steak.
0: Okay, I, I was excited that you serve prime steak and I'd leave the fajita on the side.
1: No, I I think the, I think the steak was in the fajita. I mean, technically you could eat just the steak out of the fajita.
0: So if you had the prime steak fajita, do you suppose it was like a free range hand massage chicken?
1: Oh, I think you got I was going to say I think you got both. It was they're going to give you the best of the best. It, you're a champion. Yeah. I mean, it's what they do.
0: It's funny though. Eating a it, fajita is not the easiest thing to do in public.
1: I want to know did everybody's food come out at the same time? And if so, was it on a sizzling skillet?
0: God, that would be loud. It would be right? deafening. But like the little kids would have to have the headphones.
1: That's the that's like the whole thing about when you get fajitas out of like a restaurant, you hear it come out. Like you know, oh, somebody question. got fajitas.
0: <laughs> Do you think the whole restaurant staff out came out clapping and saying happy birthday to somebody in the room?
1: <laughs> Champion, yes. yes. You are champions. You all won a green jacket, and that's why you're here with us. Hey! <laughs> One year, we shared fried chicken. The other, we shared steak. This year, we got fajitas. Isn't that great? Hey! Hey, 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 hey. People did not know they were going to get podcasts and a show.
0: Did it list the desserts? Yes. Or did they have a it no,
1: That's why I mentioned flan, because his dessert was a dessert trio. He had classic flan churros with chocolate sauce and i can never say this right it's the sopapillas i think is that's how you say it i don't know i'm pretty sure it's it's something around that i probably butchered it but it's a dessert so you clearly it was a mexican theme outside of the sushi roll at the beginning
0: well you know flan is mexican and i think the
1: well, that's, sure. a, that's what I mean. The fajitas and the dessert were clearly towards the Mexican, like Southwestern flavors, where the sushi roll, a little odd take. And then know, he had some probably, nice wine. Yeah, probably. Well, it's also his fifth dinner. So I figured he's probably, you know, gone through the he list of, of stuff. He's gone through his list of what he likes. I'm sure when he won it when he was young, it was like he probably got like filet mignon and mashed potatoes. Like he probably went like, very high end thinking that's like what I should be doing.
0: Could be, yeah.
1: And then probably as the years went on and he won a few more times, he was like, oh, I can literally choose whatever I'd like, okay.
0: I want something they can eat fast because I have to go to bed and rest. So well, I can it's practice.
1: Like, like I know people have done fried chicken. I know people have done like very homey basic de- meals because that's what they grew up on and that's what they love. Do you
0: think anyone's ever done a clam bake?
1: I don't know, I could try to look it up.
0: I think that would be messy, right? So there's a couple of things I would never eat in a restaurant in front of anybody. One is a boiled lobster, because you have to take it apart and you're covered with it. Number two would be a baked stuffed lobster. Even though it would be neater, you still have to break open those claws. So that's a messy thing to eat. And a lot of people like to say, hey, I had lobster, but nobody eats it.
1: Yeah. Um, I can tell you, in 1998, when he first won, he had cheeseburger chicken sandwiches and french fries and milkshakes when he first went at 22.
0: That makes sense.
1: It does make sense. Then when he won, um, then they had a bunch of different ones. So I found a whole thing about different people's uh, things they've had, such as traditional Caesar salad, entree of grilled chicken breasts with sided green beans, mashed potatoes, corn, macaroni and cheese with cornbread was Bubba Watson. Green beans
0: Uh, get cold. Nobody should ever serve. Yeah, it's weird.
1: Uh, Phil Phil Mickelson did a Spanish-themed menu with seafood paella and manchego, topped uh, filet mignons. So everybody everybody goes different there. Phil Mickelson also in 07 did barbecued ribs, chicken sausage, and pulled pork.
0: I mean, that's messy, but it's edible. Paella? Anything that you have to take out of a shell and it's good.
1: Well, this is the th- this is what I also find weird, like such as Phil Mickelson again in two thousand five. Forgetting how many times he's won the green jacket, had lobster ravioli in tomato cream sauce. Like if you don't like lobster,
0: you're, you're not kind eating. of kind of shit you on mark. You call over the 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 uh, waiter or the major D and you say, "Do you have any peanut butter and jelly?" Or if you like us, you just go onto the table and you bring out your rice cakes and peanut butter.
1: Yeah, um, definitely definitely some weird ones such as sandy lyle in 1989 had them have serve haggis mashed potatoes and mashed turnips
0: do you think he did it just to
1: because he could mess with, mess with everybody yeah maybe i don't know but i mean like one guy had where was it uh, Mike Weir in O4 had elk, wild boar, Arctic char, which they have to clarify is a fish, and Canadian beer yeah. served. So, like, you you literally can choose whatever you would like.
0: So, that's fun.
1: Yeah. And what, it's telling, right? Here's a good question. If you could have them make a dinner for everybody that you enjoyed, what would be your champion's dinner?
0: I would start my... Uh, First course would be New England clam chowder and a Caesar salad with croutons on the side. Okay. My main meal would be steak tips, rice, and a vegetable medley. Okay. And my dessert would be real vanilla ice cream, not that junk that comes in a five-pound tub. Real butterfat, vanilla ice cream, and strawberries.
1: I like it. I can Kind of boring. No, I think that's perfectly normal. See, I would have a hard time figuring out an appetizer because, like, I don't like salad, really. And so, I you know what? I would probably go with what Tiger Woods did with his appetizers. I'd probably go something along the same line where he did stuffed jalapeno and mini quesadilla appetizers with salsa and guac. Something along that line, probably. But I know for my main course, I would have fried chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy and corn on the cob would be like what I go with, because I think that's a nice, even though I'm not from the South, it like, sounds like a Southern meal, but I just, that's like, I love that food. And then my dessert, I'd probably like to go with ice cream as well, um, but probably some sort of peanut butter pie or something. Cause I just love peanut butter. So something along that oh. line. Like Would you maybe, go
0: with a new brand and like a, that, the, that company that makes the cups, we won't mention the name, make that kind of pie?
1: Oh, no. I'm going to say Reese's. Reese's, if you're listening, sponsor us. I will take all the Reese's I can get. Uh, I tell you. Reese's peanut butter pie with some yeah. vanilla ice cream on top and we are set.
0: The thing about vanilla ice cream, you have to have 100 people in the kitchen with a scoop or every, somebody's is melted. But if you <laughs> use true. the real butter fat, it'll stay nice and firm. I was going to say hard, but that's
1: it. I already ate dinner, but now I'm getting hungry again. So let's move on to the real actual portion of the Masters, not just the food portion, because that's clearly what we care about. Uh, But nobody's going to be getting polenta polenta cheese sandwiches this year because there's going to be no fans. Well, that's a big thing in Augusta, Paul. I saw the face you made. It's like a 50-cent sandwich. People love it.
0: Well, you know what else is really big? Shares it with every breakfast.
1: They can't live without
0: it. Grits.
1: That's true. How do you But, so let's talk about it. The Masters start, if you're listening to it, now the podcast, Thursday. So that's probably when you're hearing this. So the Masters are starting. Who are you going with? Who do you feel might have a good shot to take home that green jacket come Sunday?
0: Well, the mad scientist of golf, Bryce DeChambeau, has a legitimate shot at Augusta this year.
1: Yeah,
0: no fans to get in his head, right? Nobody's going to be like it's in the hole, screaming on the yeah. next you know, mashed potatoes. Or, <laughs> uh, or I like when they stand three feet apart. When they do shoot off the green, off the uh, raw, off the rough and it rolls into the woods, they're going to shoot it out of the trees, and the people are standing like three feet apart. And this guy's going to hit a ball as hard as he can between them.
1: Yeah, and they're I'm totally not getting comfortable. Yeah. Totally
0: so comfortable I am. Uh, I think I think he can. Uh, he can pull it off. Uh, no fans. That's got to be a little weird.
1: Yeah, but somebody like him, he's kind of a head case.
0: Well, um, there's quite a few of them that are head cases.
1: Did you I know like he's going to? Gonna, did you know he's going to be using the longest driver allowed, which is 48 inches long?
0: Well, he does all those that crazy. He 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 takes chances. He does crazy angles. He's. Yeah. he's He's uses like band. weird
1: clips. He's a weird. He's a weird guy that like really dives deeper than anybody else into every aspect of the game. And it's just a matter of if it pays off for him in the long run. Which well, it, yeah, he's Mr. had a good year.
0: How about Mister Hole in One?
1: Are you talking about Mister Ram?
0: Yeah, he could do it. He could it could be anybody, right?
1: It really, I mean, yeah, it could be John Ram. Uh, I that, think well, that hole in one.
0: It's did you ever skip rocks when you were a kid across the water?
1: Yes, but I could only get it like five or six skips at most. And then one that's, magical once in a while, it'd be like maybe 10. And you're like, how did well, I do that?
0: Yeah, that's because you didn't see a golf hole on the other side of the ocean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> even when I see a golf hole on the other side of the ocean, when I'm playing around a round of golf, my ball doesn't skip. It just goes water. Plump.
0: plunk, And it doesn't even bubble. It just goes in the muck.
1: I may not even be near water. And I'm like, where'd that ball go? And they're like, see that little puddle, like hole over there. It's in that.
0: Somebody put a cigarette butt out in that glass of water over there. And it's in the glass.
1: Your ball's over there. (laughs) Didn't even in the glass.
0: It's in the ashtray.
1: How? How did he hit that ball? Skip it. It rolls around the green. And ends up in the, I don't, I don't understand. Did he practice this? Like, it's not like guys go there all the time.
0: Well, I mean, it's flat water. You're not going to hit a wave. So if you get the spin on the ball upward, it's going to keep going across the water. He's probably, you probably asked Bryce, how can I skip this across the water?
1: But you see that and you go, I mean, I guess if he can literally golf on water, he must have a good chance at the green jacket.
0: Everybody there just probably dropped the mic and walked out of the room. How do you even respond to it and say, did you see that? I mean, how do you, I don't know. And it's not like it went right to the hole.
1: No, it it was it was baffling. Um, but no, I like both of those picks. I'm I don't know who I'm gonna go with. I'm leaning towards kind of like Rory McIlroy. He has been having a good year. He's made eight top tens. He's made every cut so far of
0: everything
1: he's played in. He only has one win though. But he is. It's like the elusive thing. It's like Phil Mickelson. The Masters is the thing where he cannot. He can, he just can't finish it. If he gets it, he gets his career grand slam. He's won every other major. Everybody thought a few years ago, Oh, he's going to finish this. He's going to be like in line with tiger. He's going to be winning major after major. Then he hit like a really big rough patch. Another bunch of group of talented golfers came through that started kind of winning, preventing him, you know, it's kind of bounced back. So I think it might be a decent week for him. He's been playing well, but the other one I kind of like is Tony Fino. He's the guy, if you remember. Two, I think it was two years ago. He was playing phenomenal in the first round. Then he did he did something. He was walking backwards. His foot hit like a bump in the hole, and his ankle like dislocated. And then he popped it back in and finished and finished the rest of the like the weekend. And he was, I think, a top ten finisher. And he did well last year.
0: Eighteen holes with a good leg.
1: I know. And then he did it last year. So he's he's been playing well his past few rounds he's been finishing in the top 25 every round since the bmw championship so i'm thinking maybe those are at least guys i think will be there at the end competing and their names will be in the mix you never can tell what's going to happen at augusta no those are at least some names i think one name we didn't mention mr woods we we talked about his dinner he's you he know, he's last year's champ. Do we think Tiger has any chance to repeat?
0: I would never count Tiger out. He's a phenomenal golfer. And I'm if he's on his game, out. <laughs> if he's on his game, why wouldn't he?
1: Well, mainly because he, ha- he hasn't been on his game um, the past few times he's gone out. He's played only three times since, again, the BMW Championship, which was August 27th. And he has finished 51st, 88th, and 72nd. So. He started he still- off He started off last October, super hot. He was at the Zozo Championship. He was first. Then he was fourth at the Hero World Championship. And at the Farmer's Insurance Open after the year started, he was ninth. And then since then, the best finish he's had is 37th.
0: He was also ran. <laughs> so let's say he does. You got to love it.
1: Oh, I mean, any any golf band will be thrilled if Tiger is in the mix like he was last year. Everybody tuned in last year when they knew Tiger had a chance to do it. Francisco Molinari, ghost came to haunt him in that final round. He finished fifth. Tiger took it. Everybody went nuts.
0: So I, I would root for him watching it and hope he does well because yeah. it's probably going to be his end of his –
1: Nothing of his career, career, I was gonna
0: say. So what do you what do you what do you think? The PGA is looking for the next Tiger Woods because oh, to yeah. get viewership, when Tiger plays, everybody watches. They don't care if he co- they want him to come in first, but they love to watch him. Yeah. They like Phil, they like Tiger, but they need the PGA needs a new Tiger Woods. And I mean they have, that
1: They have a ton of guys that can possibly do it. They have guys like um rice they have justin thomas who's have a good re- had a good year ram dustin johnson's kind of bounced back Xander shofel i mean the list kind of goes on and also this year you had colin morikawa who won i'm mean, gonna i was gonna say i can't remember which one the pga championship and he is a young up-and-coming kid too so like they got guys that can carry the pga moving forward once tiger does eventually Fade to the background. But you're still in that generation that grew up with Tiger, loved him, isn't ready to let him go.
0: No, nobody is. I think, I mean, you love him or you hate him. And just like some of our basketball conversations we have, he is Mr. Golf. There probably will be. He's in the top two or three. And nobody, uh, I, no. how do you? Tiger's do that? number one.
1: I, yeah. if you, you can throw out Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer and guys like that. Tiger played in a time where there was much higher levels of competition, many much many more eyes on the golf world, which brought many more golfers to the golf world of high level caliber. And he he just dominated he did. for like a decade.
0: So if you were signing up, you were hoping to come in second.
1: Yes. For the most part. Anytime you knew Tiger was there, you were like, okay.
0: Do you think Tiger ever played with it's wooden about. clubs? No. Do you think Arnold Palmer did?
1: Yeah, possibly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, so. I, I say, some of the records today, look at the equipment people use.
1: Oh, I mean, you oh, all you're right. differences, But
0: the Everybody's playing with good balls. Everybody's playing with new clubs. Everybody's state-of-the-art. Yeah. It just uh, kind of brings up a, a record today versus a record when you had, you know, an eighth of an inch of padding and a leather mitt in baseball versus – You know, you got the Empire State building upside your hand catching balls.
1: Exactly. And I mean that's a that's how it is with everything. It is. So you look at other sports and it's really hard. The only few sports I feel like you can kind of look at with records that might be similar are hockey, kind of, and baseball.
0: What have they done with hockey?
1: Well, that's what I mean. Like hockey hasn't the equipment's changed, but I feel like the game style and things like that are still similar. Like Gretzky is still all time point leader, and he played in the 80s and early like 90s. Yep. But
0: yeah, nets the same size, right?
1: Yeah, and then baseball, for the most certain records will be broken because of like home run and things like that. Records in a season actually that's probably won't be touched because of Barry
0: stadium, right? yeah, in stadium to hit home runs.
1: No, guys aren't juicing like they were when Barry Bonds broke it, so that's probably not going to get broken. But things like batting average, certain things like that. Are, one, are the records that it doesn't matter the time, the year, you'll still kind of be able to compare every so – you still need to hit a ball and put it somewhere where nobody isn't.
0: You ever watch those clips of Babe Ruth hitting the ball?
1: It almost looks like, like
0: he's going to fall down when he, pull, when he comes around with the bat.
1: Well, yeah, also it's a guy that looks like you and me throwing like l- meatballs to him compared to nowadays though.
0: Absolutely. But, yeah, I don't know if they can get a couple of many hundred-mile-an-hour pitches. No,
1: I don't, I don't think they did. But that's our Masters coverage, at least for now. We Our picks are basically you're going with potentially Bryce or John Ram. I'm going with either Rory or Tony Fino. And we'll both be happy if Tiger ends up actually winning it all and shoving it in our faces.
0: You know what? It's You always like the guy that people are down on, but they always like to see him pull it out.
1: That's true. And, Paul? If you want to take our advice, instead of just listening to our locks like the NFL, you can take these picks and bring them to my bookie too, because with sports being back every day, for the most part now with football, golf, you have even European league basketball, which is kind of interesting if you've never watched it, you can support the 12 on sports team in a pretty easy way by going to hook you up. We're going to hook you up with a great deal at my bookie. If you go to mybookie.ag. And you sign up and make that first deposit. They'll match your first deposit up to thousand dollars when you punch in the promo code twelve ounce sports. That's one two O Z sports, all caps, no spaces. When signing up on myBookie, you go to myBookie.ag and you get your deposit matched up to thousand dollars when you use promo code twelve ounce sports. It's pretty simple. But remember, if you gamble on these picks, gamble responsibly. Nobody needs to lose their house. Good answer. Right? I, I thought so. And you can have
0: a good time doing it responsibly.
1: Yeah. I mean, $5 is plenty heart palpitating for me. Just saying.
0: Well, you we go all out. <laughs> I use coins.
1: Hey, there's a coin shortage. You can't do it right now. You can't, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Coins and aluminum cans. Who the heck's collecting them?
1: I don't know. Cookie Monster? Ah, rah, rah, rah. He eats anything. Sorry, that's what happens when you have a kid. Your mind goes to immediately a Sesame Street character. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Oh, Anyway, let's talk some NFL, Paul. Not many big stories in the NFL that I want to really touch on. Only one heartwarming story. And that is, sadly, the first part of it is kind of sad. Josh Allen's grandmother passed away this past Saturday. Very sad to hear for him, obviously. I didn't know the woman myself. But obviously, he's very sad that she passed away. And when Buffalo Bill fans heard about this, they obviously can't go to the stadium and offer their support and condolences. They have social media to do that. But they took it to a different level to show them how much they love him and how much they support him. So they decided, we're going to make donations in the grandmother's name to, I think you looked up how to properly say the hospital. Yeah, Oshai Oshai Children's Hospital. And mostly they did it in increments of about $17 or so, because that's Josh Allen's number. So it was kind of like a fun tribute also for him. And they've raised over $300,000, which I think is pretty awesome. That's awesome. That really is. It's a good story. It is. It's one of those things that like you just hear about and you're like, there is good in the world. And these are one of those things that should get attention from people because- Bill's fans don't have to do that. Like, he's a he's a millionaire. He can make that donation himself. But all these fans coming out and be like, hey, sorry to hear about your grandma. Like, that stinks. We want to show you our support. You're our quarterback. We love you. You're playing great. We're going to make a donation in her name to a kid's hospital. Like, it's all around a great story.
0: And and they must have a pretty good communication system and fan following to get that word out and have that happen the way it happened.
1: Well, Bill's mafia comes out and comes out strong. They put people through tables and they put money in the bank for children's hospitals.
0: Oh, we talked about that tailgating over there. Who exactly.
1: Paid? So you know, it, they come out big, they come out strong. It doesn't matter what the cause is. If they support it, it's going to get a lot of support. Yeah. But that was, that was the nice story we're going to talk about for the week. Now let's get into some brass tacks of football picks Last week's must-watch, don't-watch, and lock it in to kind of recap some of the games from last week. Paul, we're going to start with what was your must-watch of last week, and how did that turn out?
0: So, you know, I talked about going with the Breeze and Brady show last week, and I didn't. Had I, speaking of desserts, Tom Brady would have had a little bit of humble pie. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers got destroyed. It was no game. And that might have been fun to watch for some people. I am actually in support of Tom Brady, but boy, he's got half the Patriots team down there with him. They should have done better. But who'd I go with? Seahawks and Bills. Two mobile quarterbacks. It was by land or by sea. No, by land or by air. And except the wrong team went by air. 400 yards for Josh Allen. Oh, my God. And they win. They win. Oh yeah. my god.
1: That was a that was a big win for them too. I mean, Seattle, we know Seattle's secondary is terrible. 400 plus yards probably shouldn't be a thing. I did see some crazy stat about that. Is the he's the only player ever in the Super Bowl era to throw have two games of 400 plus yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions and like a certain passer rating ever in the history of the NFL
0: and oh, only like heaven.
1: five other players only five other players have that same st- actual like game, and it's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I forget. I think I forget who the two other were, but they only have one of those in their career. He has two in a season. That's amazing. Or they all have them throughout like a few times in their careers, but never two in a season. And the season's young. The season is young. We're only in week ten. We got and it's Buffalo. It's Buffalo. Yeah, it's Buffalo. Like when you say, when I say name a Buffalo wide receiver, I bet you can name one, and that's Stefan Diggs. I didn't even give you a chance to name it, but that's really the only one anybody knows.
0: Because who? Well, I care more about Buffalo than I do about the other two New Jersey teams.
1: That's <laughs> true. All right. So that was yeah. your must-watch, and again, it was a good game. Uh Russell Wilson and the Seahawks looked. Awful at the beginning of that game, though. I think it was 21-0 before they actually started putting up a fight. But then they put up a fight, and it ended up, I think, being like 44-34, something like that. Pretty good hey, game.
0: The W in the column, it's all accounts.
1: That counts. That's true, and we will we will talk about that in a minute, I am sure, for some other teams. Oh, yeah. And if that W was worth it. But my must-watch was the game you talked about, the Saints versus Bucks. It had everything lined up perfectly. It was supposed to be Tom's revenge back on the Saints from the week one loss. The A.B. returns, you expected him to maybe play like 30 snaps, but in those 30 snaps, you thought there would be some magic. Like everything was just lining up that looked like Tampa Bay was going to show up, show out strong. And, well, I guess Tom Brady having an 8.30 bedtime on average really bites him in the ass when he has to play 8.30 o'clock games in primetime because first the Bears game and now this one, neither was pretty. They got walloped. 38 to three by the saints
0: don't you think he'd condition himself to stay up later once in a while for that reason
1: wouldn't you i mean it would just seem like he probably takes a nap i would think but yeah i mean it was not pretty it was it wasn't a must watch i mean you watched it it was a must watch to just see tom brady get trounced if that was what you were into but antonio brown had three catches 31 yards shout out to him got me three points i took a gamble on him this week gave me the one point win against my brother that was a nice six pack bet I won on the side. So, haha. Uh-huh. But <laughs> besides responsible, be besides that. No, thank you. I will. Besides that, that was really the only highlight of that game for me personally, was making sure I secured my fantasy football win. But yeah, it was it was not pretty. Bruce Arians came out the next day when they asked him about his top receiver, Mike Evans, who wasn't targeted much. And they said, Hey, was he not open? Like, what was happening? He goes, Oh no. He he was open plenty of times. Plenty of times. He was wide open. Tom just didn't get him the ball.
0: Tom has his favorites. He, he bites him in the ass. He,
1: he does. And he looks at he keeps his eyes locked on Gronk. And I think he keeps his eyes locked on Antonio Brown. And I think the reason for that is he was so used to New England basically having Gronk and like one other guy, whether it was Edelman or something like that, he wasn't used to having more than two options really.
0: Well, yeah, they everybody double team Gronk.
1: So he, has, it he literally has like seven options. He has three top ten wide receivers in the league. And he I think kind of forgets that.
0: He gotta get out of his head. That's what yeah. he had to do.
1: I mean, as great as a guy he is when you're playing a certain way for 20 years, we saw it when Randy Moss was in New England. He caught like 20 something touchdown passes from Tom Brady because Tom knew I'm gonna look at Randy first. If Rand is not open, I'm going to Gronk. That was basically how it went. So that was my well, must watch it, was, it, it wasn't was, working it was
0: bad. for him. I think you would have snapped out of it. No pun intended.
1: You would have thought. I'm, I'm sure practice this week was fun. But let's move on to a game that did make me happy to – I watched it, but it was my don't-watch for most because I thought it was going to be a slaughter, kind of like the Saints-Bucks ended up being, which was Steelers versus Cowboys – And it actually was a good game. It came down to the wire. But in the end, oh man, I feel so bad. The Cowboys lost. Oh, not (laughs) the Cowboys. Oh man. America's team got another L. (laughs) Oh well. The shame.
0: Oh L.
1: (laughs) Oh L. (laughs) But yeah, so it ended up being a good game, but if you didn't watch it, you didn't miss much. The Cowboys did what they've been doing, which is taking another loss of course the refs were blamed by cowboys fans but you know what that always better play better right paul what was your don't watch from last week
0: well the repeat from a few weeks back and uh the nfc east division matchup boring washington football team and the new jersey giants now I'd rather watch paint dry. I'd rather rake leaves. I'd rather rake wet leaves and pick them up with my teeth than oh, watch is. this game. However, the Giants pulled it out. So they got a, a W for the New Jersey Giants. Um, not a great game.
1: No. I mean, I personally was happy as an Eagles fan because the Redskins have two wins. And that would have given them three wins, which basically would have put them a half game behind the Eagles. And said, I don't want to worry about that.
0: <laughs> but That's a beautiful thing.
1: It is. And everybody watches for a different reason. Everybody does. I root against everybody, but especially the Cowboys. But I will (laughs) say it's tough for uh, the Redskins. They are not having quarterback luck. They first benched Dwayne Haskins, who was their starter this year. They don't seem to want to put him back in at all anymore. They bring back Alex Smith, who came back from the horrific leg injury. He looks like a shell of himself. And then they had Kyle Allen, who's kind of a bright spot. He has to get ankle surgery now because he got injured in the game.
0: I, yeah. know. I watch some of these guys, the hits they take, and it's like, dear God, is it worth it? Seems like there's more bad injuries now than there ever were.
1: Yeah, but that's also because everything now is posted on social media, so you hear about them more and see them more.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they slow it down, which makes the hit that you thought was helmet to helmet, not really helmet to helmet, but mm-hmm. it was a hell of a hit.
1: It looks way worse than it is. All right, Paul, last thing from last week. What was your lock from last week? Did it hit? Did it not? What went wrong?
0: So I went with the Texans, six and a half to cover, on the road against the Jaguars. Both teams struggled to be in the basement at a one and six. Um, Based on the last time they met, I'm going with the Texans. And guess what? They won, but they didn't cover. They only covered by two. So, boy, as Get Smart used to say, I missed it by that much. And if you don't know what that means, Google it.
1: Well, I think people know what you missed it by that much means, I would hope. It's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. I don't know
0: who that
1: was. uh, If you saw the Steve Carell movie with Anne Hathaway, you might. You might. You You might. might, You might not know the original, but you might know that one. My lock that my lock for last week did not hit as well. I thought I took a gamble on the Bears. I thought they were going to bounce back, and I took the Bears outright against a Tennessee Titan team that kind of seemed like it was flustered after starting off hot. They found their footing. The Bears still did not, and the Bears lost. Yeah, there's really not much else to say about that. I was just wrong. So let's look through this week, Paul. Let's see if we can bounce back. We're gonna start with our must-watches, and we'll end with our locks like normal. Paul, this week, who is your must-watch for Week Ten?
0: Well, first of all, I think when you know the folks that are using our really good information to make their bets responsibly, hopefully they take it to me and they write down everything else.
1: As I say, you think they go the opposite? Because they they need to be making in tons of money.
0: So. Seahawks against the Rams. I'm going with the Seahawks. Um, big division game. It is. First place on the line. Jared Goff is going up a secondary that looks like Swiss cheese. True. And he could look like Josh Allen did this week.
1: Which is a he weird. Could be the man. What a weird statement, right? Like 2020, when you're saying he could look like Josh Allen passing the ball, you're like, what? does that even mean 400 plus well, yards apparently yeah right
0: that's amazing it really is it'll be, a good, it'll be a good game to watch
1: it will be a good game to watch
0: on the line yeah can the, can the new fairhead boy do it can he three beat can he get can, can he win i don't
1: know I think so. my pick i'm splitting up your must watch from last week you took the seahawks from last week's must watch i'm taking the bills going up against the cardinals both again young quarterbacks you have josh allen kyler murray both again mobile quarterbacks that can also throw it apparently we knew kyler murray could wasn't very sure about josh allen up until apparently this year where he looks like he's the next like coming of why can't dan marino i was like why can't i think of his name just chucking the ball all over the field and hitting left and right Bills cardinals though Bills are coming off a big win. Cardinals are coming off a tough loss to the Dolphins, a game that they did not expect to lose. Both teams, I think, the Bills are six and two. Uh, Arizona's five and three. So again, two teams above five hundred, which is a rarity right now. It seems going against each other. I think overall it's a good game. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals bounce back. They need to bounce back if they want to keep up in the NFC West and potentially a wild card spot because Rams Seahawks again, like you said fighting for that first spot in the division Cardinals are right behind them. It's going to be, it's going to be a battle for that top spot there. And then the other two might fall into the wildcard spots and teams aren't going to want to have to see them either, but one of them probably will battle out with the saints or the bucks, depending on how the NFC South goes. Well, Kind of, well said. With,
0: <laughs> no, I was gonna say I, I really I kind of agree. I I'm right there with you.
1: I know, but it was just that fun dramatic pause where it was like,
0: it, it, and it was a dramatic pause. I'm like, God Almighty, you analyze like a pro. You're the I
1: man. Try. I try. All right, Paul. Don't watch for the week. I will start my don't watch for the week. I'm gonna go with the Packers versus Jaguars. Plain and simple, Packers are just that much better than the Jaguars. The Jaguars, I'm pretty sure, are trying to tank. Not for Trevor, because the Jets are doing a fine job of that. But for Justin Fields, because really, if you get the second pick, Trevor's probably going first. Justin Fields from Ohio State's going second. Packers, they're going to be healthy. Aaron Jones is back. Devontae Adams has just looked like a complete monster. He has missed multiple weeks of this season already. And he is outscoring the next closest fantasy receiver by like 50 points which just tells you how good he's been doing when he plays. So I expect a full blowout. You you don't even need to watch. You just know the Packers are going to win. Paul, what do you have for the don't watch game for you for week 10?
0: Well, believe it or not, I'm going to watch my don't watch, but I'm recommending many people don't. So the Ravens versus the Patriots. It's
1: going to be hard. It's a Sunday night game.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm going to watch because I like to – curse at the tv i don't know and i cursed at the tv for three quarters and the rest of the game except for one second
1: this Monday week. night. yeah what is with the it's really not fair that we have to be subjected to a terrible patriots team two nights at two weeks in a row for primetime.
0: time like, i'm
1: what like is it, the nfc east
0: <laughs> i'm like dear god how are we losing to the oh and eight jets
1: by the way just so you oh. know you would be in a tie for first place in the NFC East, just, just to tell you how bad everything is for the Patriots.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? Being first in the dumpster doesn't mean you're going to have a smorgasbord. So, Patriots, they're going to get crushed by the Ravens. They're another team that wants to get revenge against the winning machine. Kick them when they're down. They're going to come in. They're going to stomp on them. And I think the Ravens win. Did you hear me say that?
1: yeah i mean it's you're being you're putting your brain ahead of your heart and that makes sense because the ravens are going to win i think lamar jackson and that ravens offense is ready to finally explode and well no offense to the patriots they're kind of the perfect team to do it on because as we saw the jets put up 27 points granted most of it was through the air joe flacco looked like elite joe flacco back in his raven days and i can see lamar jackson doing the same because if Stephen Gilmore is not playing Marquise Brown Marquise Hollywood Brown to be more exact will be flying down that field like Rashad Perryman did and catching multiple touchdowns and they will run through that defensive line like it as we said the Seattle defense like it's Swiss cheese because when their running game is going it is very hard to stop so yeah I feel bad for Patriots fans
0: it, it it's I mean do yeah. you I guess diehards say, oh, we're going to win. Bill will find a way.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, don't the diehards – don't like, don't you as a fan at some point go, we're not making the playoffs. Why – like it's kind of sucks to keep winning because our draft pick will not be as good as it could be. Like there were Jets fans who were literally on Twitter going, I love the fact that we're playing well, but please, please, for the love of God, stop and lose because right. they don't want to lose out on that number 1 pick. Like, it's becoming a thing. It's and the Patriots
0: the kicker uh got the winning field goal.
1: Yeah, but the Patriots are essentially screwing themselves out of a top 10 pick by winning and having three wins cuz right now I think it's like they would be the 13th pick based on their record which is you're out of the top 3 quarterbacks at least and so then you're stuck with do I take a quarterback or do I stick with Cam or somebody for another year?
0: Based on the talent pool that the team has currently, they need more than one first-round pick. They need well, twenty. They need. <laughs> they, they need, need to a lot of
1: things. The they thing need to apparently them. to free up some cap space that mysteriously is filled.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Spend some money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> let's get in. Let's get into our last picks, our money picks for this week, our locks. Paul, I'm going to go first because it's going to surprise you what I'm going to go with. After being terrible last week, I'm going to take the Bucks. At Five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Carolina Panthers. Because, honestly, I've seen this play out before when Tom Brady gets absolutely embarrassed on national TV. We saw it happen with the Patriots against Kansas City a few years back and other times before. When he gets embarrassed by a large margin, he becomes a not-so-happy camper, and he makes sure they are fully ready for that next week and usually whoop whoever they're playing's ass. Yeah. So he's I expect that at to happen.
0: He's got to find the guys that are open.
1: I expect Mike Evans to have a big game, and I expect Antonio Brown to probably pull in at least like five catches for like 80 yards and a touchdown. That's like my predictions for this week.
0: I I, I can agree with that, and I think he he needs to. Man, it's personal with him, right? It's yeah. personal with everybody,
1: but he's really – He really takes it personal.
0: He's the media
1: boy. But what is your lock for the week? Week 10, Paul's lock.
0: So it doesn't matter if Big Ben is in or out, um, and the other injured Steelers players.
1: Um, and, yeah, COVID situations all—it's all fluid right now.
0: It's all fluid, and the Bengals cause a push, and it comes down to the seven points, and that's it.
1: I like the fact that you're calling a push. That's—it's a very unique pick. Just because your picks have been so close, might as well just go for the one that makes no sense, right?
0: Right. Hey, you yeah. know the one that I thought this one is like in the middle of the right in the middle of the road.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the thing that nobody wants to see: the bush. There you go. I like it though. All right. Besides that, Paul, we all know the holidays are right around the corner, and when that happens, Black Friday occurs. And when you're it's Black Friday, what do you do? You shop. You shop in the stores. You shop online. And if you're going to shop online, make sure you do it at Amazon because I mean, why not? And when you do it, help us out at 12 On Sports and go to the link 12onsportsnetwork.com slash Amazon. It'll redirect you to Amazon. It costs you nothing, but it means everything to us. By using that l- link, you get to have commission based on what you purchase. Come back to us. It helps us grow. It helps us reach a bigger audience. Again, costs you nothing, has no effect on what you do on your order but it helps us out. So make sure you go to 12 on sports network.com backslash Amazon to help us out. Whenever you go shopping, This is a year round thing. It's not just the holidays, but with the holidays around the corner, you might as well take advantage. So Paul, hey, that's, that's also a memo, to you. Say, that's a memo to you too, Paul. Just remember.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: But besides that, the last thing we are going to touch on is some MLB news. We have a few things to talk about in the MLB. The first, Paul, something positive, at least. It was kind of pushed out, you know, kind of a media dump on a Friday in the middle of a huge election, like, news cycle. But the Red Sox have hired their new manager. And it is none other than Alex Cora. The man is back, Paul. What are your feelings? How did did you feel about them doing it on a Friday? But how do you feel about it in general?
0: He paid his dues.
1: He did. Give
0: him a chance. That's, I, I have no problem with it. Everybody does their time, and it's a new day.
1: Are you excited that he's back?
0: Well, the team is, so I am, because they weren't too excited about Dr. Death that he had last year with the coach. <laughs> God, the guy brushed the dirt off every time he got out of his coffin in the morning. Jeez. Did I say that? Yeah, you Sorry, Ron. I loved yeah. you dearly. I started out at the beginning of the season saying, hey, <laughs> this will <might> be terrible.
1: <laughs> and It was. It was. How good, could it get worse? And it did. A, he's a good <laughs> bench coach. I'll give him that. But he's not He's not a manager. Uh, no, I agree. I think putting it on a Friday, you clearly, it was clearly a by the Red Sox. You kind of be like, well, if we have some pushback by the media, it's not going to really get picked up because it's a Friday. Who reads the news on a Friday, like late afternoon? It's in the middle of a huge election cycle where nobody's focused on what's happening outside of who's president, what's going on, what are the votes, what does the map look like? The map in Massachusetts, all it said was Alex Cora is back, and everybody was happy. Players That's wanted him. Right. Management wanted him. Basically, though, it came down to chain bloom. They said, hey, you're our GM. We're going to let you make the call. These are our preferences, but if you want to go with your guy, we will fully support you. And in the end, he made, I think, the right call and brought Core back. Bogarts, Devers, all the guys very much wanted him back. They get him back. I expect a bounce back year, especially if the Red Sox go out and get a few decent relievers add a piece or two for the offense and secure like a third or fourth starting pitcher that is solid because if Sale comes back Erod comes back and they have Yavaldi, that's a good one through three then they just need two guys that are decent in the back end because honestly that's really all you need and then some relievers and then you're good but yeah I'm happy about that
0: I think it was the toe in the water. They right? floated it out there, and they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And none of the media, I guess, rumors were locked in on anybody except Alex Corr. Cor. So I think he's really going to do well for the team. He's done his time. Go Red Sox, and let's have a better year. Right. Can we have uh, a worse? Do you think Ron Ronicky is going to be his bench coach? Will he bring him back?
1: He might. I wouldn't be shocked. But I guess time will tell. I mean, they did leave the door open for him to come back as the bench coach. So we'll see. I do love the fact that they basically recreated the shot from when he was first hired of like the sign behind him walking down. I forget which street it is. But then they redid it again, but this time with the mask on. So they just Mm -hmm. literally took the same shot. And I thought it was also funny because they had pictures of him from when he was in the Red Sox manager uniform. And people were like, wow, you got pictures of him him in that really fast after just announcing he was (laughs) high.
0: So I think uh, if you saw his interview, how happy he was. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was joking, like giggling. So I I think it's the right move. I think it's good for the team.
1: Yeah. I mean, but wouldn't you? It would be the best. Yep. All right, so besides that, money,
0: groom the next dude.
1: Yeah. Besides us being happy Red Sox fans, let's talk about Mets fans and how happy they have to be right now. Because Steve Cohen took over, first off, cleaned house. Like literally went in and said, All right, everybody that works here, yeah, you're done. Just go. I'm just gonna bring in new people, you're out. GMs, everybody like is gone from the Will Ponds side of things, which probably a very smart move on his end. But in his press conference, he basically said, Listen. One thing he probably shouldn't have done, but he guaranteed that he wants to win a World Series basically in the next three to five years. If he doesn't, he said he'd be very disappointed because he wants to be the Dodgers of the East Coast. And we know the Dodgers are top team out in the West, top team in major leagues. They've won the World Series. But we also know they spend, they go get the top guys. That's what they want to do. Steve Cohen is now the richest owner in Major League Baseball by a very wide margin. He is multi-billion dollar man. So he has money to spend. He does not care about luxury taxes, my guess. It's ego. It is. And I mean, Mets fans should be excited about that because that means he's going to spend on top guys. But the press conference went so well in Mets fans' eyes and apparently across the league that agents reported that players called them saying, Hey, I want to see about signing with the Mets. So like wow. if, if big name guys are already basically saying, I don't even need to know anything else. I'm excited. They're enthusiastic. I might get big money. You got to be excited about that as a Mets fan.
0: Hey, and and by the way, he's doing all this with that slugfest team right across town. He's, he's, he's on a mission.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's we've seen people. spending may not win you a title. We've seen with the Yankees, certainly that they put out a big payroll this year and it did not pay off. But you think overall, eventually talent wins out and money to get that talent wins out to an extent. So you, you can't be totally mad about what he's thinking about doing. But also, as a just a baseball fan in general, I'm excited to see just how much he's willing to spend and how crazy he's willing to get to try to bring a championship to the Mets.
0: I think about attitude in the clubhouse. And I think when you buy a championship and the relationship between the players when money is the number one reason you're in it. And I get it. Every, I go to work every day for the money. I I, I like does. what it is, but if that's all you're doing, you know, who's the leader in the clubhouse and how many guys look at him and say, hey. hey, if I made a hundred million dollars, I could blah,
1: blah, 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 blah. We hear, we hear all the time, how great of a leader Mookie Betts is, how he loves the game of baseball, but guess what? He's, also making the, he's making the whole, all, so all that money. So you can make all the money, but also be the clubhouse guy. Mike Trout's the clubhouse guy, but he loves baseball. So I'm not worried about that as much. Baseball players, if you're a top talent, you're going to get your money. You just have to make sure you're not – you have to make sure as a owner and manager and GM, you are paying the guys you know will be the baseball guy after You don't want to get a guy that you give the money to and you could seen it before that, you know, when he gets his money, he's kind of just going to be like, all right, I got my money. I'm going to stop caring.
0: Oh, does Cohen go for big money, short-term contracts. And if you want to play for him, that's his deal. That might be. You you can't get everybody for long-term.
1: No, but that might not be a bad plan either. It's kind of what the Patriots did for a bit. They didn't do big money, but it was, Hey, you are talented and you want to try to win a championship. We'll sign you for two years. See if we can get it done.
0: How about, we'll give you a million (laughs) dollars.
1: Yeah, but then essentially they knew once they left, they'd get a big deal somewhere else. So it's kind of the trade-off you made. But it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes. I, I,
0: God love them. Hey, I'd love to see another team in New York clean their clock. Have them be the team, have them be New York's
1: team. I would love that, that'd be the best. Oh, if the Mets won a World Series before the Yankees, that'd be hilarious. That'd be awesome. (laughs) The last thing to talk about before we wrap the show up, we have to talk about it because it's kind of just, it's sad, but it's funny to me. So we know Red Sox got their manager back. The Mets have a new owner and all of that. One other team that hired a new manager in the past few weeks was the Chicago White Sox. They hired Tony La Russa, the former White Sox and longtime Cardinals manager who had great success. Last time he managed, I believe, was like 2009. He's 76. Why he's getting back in the game nobody has a clue. It makes zero sense. Like I, you, is it money?
0: I I, well, I I have a theory. I have an observation.
1: Is the theory going to be after I say why we're talking about him?
0: No, I'm going to say when he has his next birthday, they have to get the numeric numbers to put on his cake because
1: you can't fit that many candles on top of a cake. (laughs) true. I mean, he's, he's, he's old. He's going to be 77. I I don't understand it. What it makes no sense. I'll just leave it at that. It makes even less sense now when you find out that back in February, Tony LaRusso came out, was arrested for his second DUI in his life. The other one came back in 07, but he got arrested in February and he pulled the ultimate move that people hate when you're a celebrity of any sort, which is like the, do you know who I am? He asked the officer if he saw the ring on his finger and the officer was like, yeah. And he's like, do you know what this is? I am a hall of famer baseball person. By the way, do you know how a cop's going to find out if you were drunk? <laughs> By saying, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. You just have to leave it at, I'm a Hall of Famer. Or I'm a Hall of Famer in baseball. He knows you're a person. Well, he, he, That's very obvious to him.
0: I think he was uh, yeah. well beyond the limit. And the more he talked to his way out of it, he, the worse it got.
1: He had popped a tire on a curb in Arizona and he was waiting and the cop came and clearly he said he had got a glass of wine at dinner and that was it. But he blew over the legal limit.
0: But he so. failed to say the glass was the size of a swimming pool.
1: <laughs> so the question is, Paul, besides the fact that this is not a good look if the White Sox knew about this before hiring him. But the question is now with all this bad PR, the fact he's 76, You have an easy out now if you really kind of just want to start fresh after finding him this year only. Like, you can easily let go of him. Do you think the White Sox should part ways with him and just move forward and away from all this? Because one, DUI is bad enough, but two, not any better. And the quotes and everything are just going to add on top of it. He's 76. Like, I don't know how much players are going to relate to him. And nowadays, you kind of have to be a manager that relates to players more, I feel like. And he is definitely not going to be that.
0: So, discipline in the clubhouse. Yeah. Respect, yeah. And you hire a coach who's doing things you don't want your teammates, to, your team players to do, because I'm sure there's clauses in their contracts about. Exactly. And you know this, you know it going in. Walk, don't run. No, nope, run, don't walk. Four people got turned down for the Red Sox job. Are you telling me one of them wouldn't take the White Sox? Are you kidding me?
1: Oh, exactly. Like, I, don't know. I, I and and the right, White Sox really, aren't a bad team. They made the playoffs last year.
0: Coach, wake up. <laughs> we need what, to make a
1: call. What, what inning is it? Are you drinking Gatorade?
0: You need another one.
1: Yeah, it's totally Gatorade in this cup. There is nothing else. In it. Did you just add vodka? No. No. I'm, What's the Oh, Paul I'm, a, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. Don't you talk to me like that. Coach, He's you have i
0: I'm a
1: baseball person. You have a flask in your hand. No, I don't. This, this is this is my idea. Silly. This is an AA card. <laughs> what? What? Nothing.
0: <laughs> Edith's highlight is a picture of him when he was like 45 it's, for his
1: yeah. DUI arrest. I'm not going to lie. If I'm the White Sox, I just... I wipe my hands clean. He literally hired him two weeks ago. Pay him the million dollars or whatever it is probably to get out of the contract. Just do that and be done with it. Hire somebody younger.
0: Does the GM have final say? Who the heck is their GM?
1: You would think the owner and the GM would come together on this. Plus, I still don't get how he was hired. He's 76. He's been out of the game for 11 years. The game has changed, whether we think it has or not, in 11 years. There have been changes. Analytics are now much more pronounced. Like, is he going with know. analytics? Is he trusting his gut? Because right now, his, his gut told him to drink and drive. I don't know how much I trust the gut.
0: He's gonna run out to that home plate and throw kick dirt on the home plate. He's gonna he won't get out there. He'll pass out halfway.
1: It's just it's I don't get it. But that that was really you all know, I had to talk I about.
0: Time and forgive him and forget. But
1: I mean, but I really just wanted to touch on get your thoughts on the fact that a seventy six year old man was putting the, do you know who i am i'm a baseball hall of fame person i'm a hall of famer baseball person
0: and i bet it was more like i'm a hall of fame baseball person
1: yeah it was I, definitely Why
0: would you do it I What would you put yourself in that position for it's um, a leadership position uh, well, after i said it's okay to hire alex Cora, but he did his time he did. if he does it again, never his thing
1: happened. his thing was also not breaking a rule that is in a, a book law. somewhere. Yeah, His his was kind of like a, hey, you shouldn't have done this. Like, we don't really approve of this. It's not a thing we do. It's not written anywhere, but it's a, it's a no-no. Conor LaRusso's is a physical law that people go to jail for.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if he didn't get a flat tire, I think the flat tire is fate because he could have killed somebody up the street.
1: Exactly. Well, on that happy note, we're going to wrap things up. Because there's not much else to talk about. We could talk about the fact that LSU got a bunch of COVID cases and had to get the Alabama LSU game canceled, but why? Because really it's just going to be played at another point and more COVID well, going to happen. Okay.
0: My last thought of the day, and it All is right. my last thought of the day, but. I hope not. Swimming the field in Notre Dame.
1: How did I not expect this to come and up? the.
0: President of the college says, come and get tested right now and tested every single student.
1: Yeah, well, also Brian Kelly, they asked about what he thought was and he goes, he told his team beforehand, if we beat Clemson and they storm the field, you all better book it to the tunnel. And he said, and I got to the tunnel. I was the first one there. And people are like, you were the first one there. You're the coach. You should have basically been hurting your team to the demo. You should have been the last one. there. Uh, No, not as a Notre Dame fan. Not a good look to have your, the school fans rush the field. I get it was a big win, but also you're with a number four team in the country. Like, so kind of act like you're supposed to be there. Plus the other team didn't have the number one draft pick in the whole country playing for them at the moment. But again, I get it. But also at the same time, your school also just had a massive outbreak like three weeks ago. Maybe pump the brakes. Or where? also, as the school, set up some stuff where you basically have to prevent that. Blockade uh, right. the dance. Like, I don't I know. Think
0: it six feet high. Something.
1: It was, yeah, it was they not. Good. Have,
0: you knew they were going to
1: it. I, I asked, maybe they didn't expect Notre Dame to win. Notre Dame doesn't win those big games. They never have at all in the past 15 years.
0: Was at that? Yes, he was uh, at the
1: super spreader event, yes.
0: The super spreader event without a mask. Just saying. Yeah.
1: But like Brian Kelly was I 0-7. Do as I do. Brian Kelly was 0-7 against top five teams in his career. He had never been a top five team. So maybe they didn't expect them to win. And maybe that's why they took no precautions. They were like, listen, we're probably going to lose. Why why even try?
0: <laughs> well, I I just had I know I know what a fan you are and I appreciate that and I thought, "Hey, the players were already on the field." Yeah. That was the fans. And I get it. College football fans are in it like they own the team.
1: Also college kids in general.
0: Yes, they right. don't make the best
1: decisions. Nope, I can attest to that. I could do. Exactly. Because I went to college once. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like you said once, like you showed up for a day and you were like, I'm a college kid. I'm a college kid. Of days. <laughs> oh, I skipped my days. Don't you oh, worry.
0: And I was sure to leave early.
1: I was very lucky. I lucked out. I got I got a very successful wife so I can just stay at home. I didn't really have to work.
0: Who's <laughs> better than you?
1: <laughs> I played the long game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it worked out for me.
0: You got a superstar. Uh,
1: uh, Thank you. Uh, we are going to wrap things up, Paul.
0: Speaking of wrapping it up,
1: less than eight weeks to Christmas. I thought you were going to say, speaking of wrapping, you were start wrapping. I was going to be very impressed.
0: Greg, you know what I did this weekend?
1: You, you know hung what I, I did this weekend? I, you, hung, you hung Christmas lights on your giant tree, and it looks awesome.
0: Yeah. It's outside I your house. Let's room clarify
1: room. this. It's not inside the, the house. It's like a house is that tree. Up,
0: but it wasn't 30 degrees and mist. I, Can I... I had to cut my fingers off last time. They were all
1: gangrene. Well, can I tell you something? Yeah. Your tree looks way better than the tree they got for the Cincinnati City Square. Yeah. Have you seen the the picture of the tree for Cincinnati?
0: No, but I'm Googling it right after the
1: show. It looks like the Grinch stole it and stuffed it through the chimney and then decided, I'm going to return it. And people were like, what the hell did you do to the tree? And he's like, it didn't fit, so I had to chop some parts off.
0: I had to give it back to Cindy Lou who that it, too.
1: It looks awful. It's such it's a Cincinnati. bad looking, it is a tree that really literally sums up how 2020 probably feels for everybody. The tree is 20? a symbol. It's too long. It, it was a symbol of the year, but all right, Paul, we're going to wrap it up just like apparently Christmas is going to get wrapped up in eight weeks or, you know, Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, you wrap 11. things up for all of them, but that's it for this week, Paul. Thanks as always for joining me. Do you have any other parting? Did you just see the tree? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say your face it's just. It's tree. Yeah. It's a a tree. Yeah, I know. It's bad. So... Well, with the right
0: and enough decorations, it's still going to look terrible.
1: It's going to be so bad. It's like a Charlie my Brown
0: tree. It, wear a mask. Things are going crazy. It's not about control, it's about health. That's my story for today.
1: All right. Well, good one. I say the same thing. Stay safe, stay healthy. Keep tuning in. And again, if you like us, make sure to like and subscribe and check out all the other shows on 12 on sports. Once again, Paul's with me. My name is Greg. This has been the sports dance. Have a good one.
0: The sports sports dance. dance.